0: think that's so what we've got some airflow yeah i can that one to so? get a Q&A yeah it might get a little bit noisy so um yeah probably that one's the external sound oh look like at that let's put that on the sun here not too much in the sun cool so yeah it's pretty cruising man i just asked a day when i did um um, when I didn't want to cut, I guess the her about you know what got her into yoga. Probably the main ones I think people would think, find quite interesting about yeah. you would be obviously like how what got you into yoga. Yeah. But then also like when you decided to tap out of Sydney. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's quite people would probably find that quite interesting. Where what got you to the point where you're like fuck this and so on, but you you know get a van. And then obviously you know you came down here and started. We've got the studio down here, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that because then it's kind of like for people who are interested in, yeah. in the studio. But yeah, any other like topics? Do you think um, like the Buddhism things? Obviously, something that is interesting to you. Mm-hmm. You, you talk about yeah, why that is. I suppose mm-hmm. like what is it about it that you find interesting? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, some yeah, people you know find Buddhism boring as shit. <laughs> so <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I can talk about like why this is it. Yeah. Kind of how it helped
0: me, I guess. Yeah, I think that's, that's interesting about sort of why people find that sort of stuff interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And
0: then when I do the, um, when I put on the podcast and the the YouTube, I just put, like, little links to all people's stuff and a little blurb about them, so I won't go too much like, this is clear, blah, 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 yeah, blah. Yeah. but I just sort of, you know, yep. just try of get into it. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Okay. So... Welcome to Lucid Living podcast number five.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so we've got Claire Lovelace. So we're in Batemans Bay. Claire runs a studio in Batemans Bay. And I've been wanting to interview Claire for a while. So she's quite interesting. She was originally teaching up in Sydney. And now she's obviously living... God, how far from Sydney is that? Five yeah,
1: hours? About
0: four hours. About four hours yeah. down from Sydney. And now running a studio, so I think we might find it quite interesting about the process that led to that. So, probably just to start it off, uh, what got you into yoga, I suppose? Like, obviously, running a studio, teaching in Sydney, you're still, you know, doing and teaching a lot of yoga, so it's something that's very important to you. Yeah. So, what was the process that kind of got you into it?
1: Yeah, so, um, I... With, so I was living in England for most of my life, and um, just to give a little bit of a backstory, mm. I left England um, to go travelling yep. when I was about twenty-five. Um, and throughout my whole life, I'd always kind of had this uh, fascination with uh, mysticism and like storytelling and magic and myths and nature, yeah. things like that, um, which was really prevalent in my childhood. And then I kind of lost that um, connection for a while. Like, I felt like a lot of my life in England was kind of not being true to myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. I felt like I just really got caught up with the system and like with relationships that weren't really right for me. And... Um, this kind of idea of like, this is how life should be, and this mm. is what you have to do, and all the rest of it. So, um, going travelling was like a massive catalyst for change for yeah. me, um, so I like got out of this uh, long-term relationship, um, uh, we bought a house when I was like 18 yeah. so I was fully like in you were in, you were in, in design I, know. <laughs> I remember like all my friends being going to uni and things like that and I didn't want to do that and I didn't um, but I was like buying washing machines and they were all partying and I was like oh my god what have I done <laughs> and then, when I was 18 I thought that was my life yeah. I thought I'd fucked it <laughs> already <laughs> but I got out of that so um, yeah I just had this Urge to, to kind of leave um, England, and I just kind of wanted to get as far away as possible. Yeah, <laughs> <'Cause>, like, <laughs> it was it wasn't really bad, but um yeah I just I made quite a lot of. Is it always
0: is the, is the sky always grey? Is it is it a myth or is it really like that? It's
1: really like that. Really? Yeah. I don't think you must have
0: <laughs> sunny days. Like, got, oh yeah,
1: we do. <laughs> I met
0: some friends from the UK when I was in the Cook Islands. who they were med students doing there, and they they obviously. Managed to work out the Cook Islands was a good place to go because you didn't have to work much and you got to lie on the beach all the time. So yeah. these girls would work like four hours a day yeah. and then just chill out on the beach and get mad tans and yeah. then go back to the UK yeah, and yeah. Then you're going to be so jealous of them.
1: Yeah, it's all
0: about the tan. But that being said, what I do find interesting is all the people I've met from the UK, which have predominantly been when I've been the Cook Islands, mm. I'm trying to work out. Are people generally quite happy, or is it because I meet them when they're not in the UK? Because <laughs> oh, <that's an> <laughs> I see them out there. of there, I don't even see them in the UK. Yeah. But they seem really happy when yeah, I meet them. Yeah. Is that because they're happy they're not in the UK? <laughs> I think so.
1: I think, like, I definitely think there's a massive appreciation for mm. these beautiful beaches and these kind of mm. um, environments. I'm not saying England isn't beautiful, like, it really is. And, of course, there are no, it's many got nice, ways. Nice hills, yeah, hills. there's, there's and... a lot of charm to it, Um When I went back last year, actually, uh, for my cousin's wedding, it was actually really beautiful and sunny pretty Mm. much the whole time. Mm. And when it's sunny, like, it's stunning; It's so green.
0: It's like Wellington in New Zealand. Wellington, New Zealand, on a sunny day and it's not windy, is, like, the most amazing place ever. And then that's, like, 2% of the year. that's what it's
1: like in England. Like, it just, it honestly is. I'd be like, I'd live there for sure
0: if it was, like, Australian weather. Yeah, it's not. It's, like, the opposite.
1: (laughs) It's, it is grey a lot, a lot, a lot, and um, yeah. it's kind of like this weather, I find, that's like not one or the other, it's consistently kind of grey. Yes, yeah, so it's just sort of in this, um, yes, yeah, so
0: there's ways like that the, yeah. Z- the Waikato, New Zealand's a lot like that, and Taranaki can be a lot like that, where it's just like gets into these zones for, especially through certain times of the year, it's just like always wet. and I remember, I remember mm-hmm. when I used to live in New Zealand, and Just everything always being wet, Yeah. everything just had this, even when it was kind of not raining, everything kind of like, you'd feel things, you'd be like, it was a bit wet. Yeah, yeah,
1: (laughs) yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. And I think like, there's such a stark contrast as well, because, uh, you know, England's so small for a start, and a lot of it is very built up. yeah, because it's no not a very big place, living, really. Think, I, don't what's, know, I think there's 20, is there 20 million people in England? Because what's
0: England, what's the size of England versus
1: uh, uh, it's Australia? smaller like? than Victoria. Yeah, it's it, basically a state, in, a state. Yeah. Yeah, there's more people in that tiny amount of space than there is in the whole of Australia.
0: Really? Wow, yeah. so there's the density, is 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 insane. Like, so it's an insane density.
1: Mind-blowing. I mean, not compared to some countries like India, but still, there's just like a lot of people in not much space and... Um, it's just so different. Like, I think, like, those girls, you met know, with Cook Island and just people in general who maybe have lived in England and then travel and, you know, like, every English person's dream, I don't know, maybe it's not everyone's, but uh, my dream was, um, you know, be on, like, a tropical island, <laughs> live on the beach, like, we no, were yeah. all obsessed with, like... like a this, Peter Andre yeah, Peter Andre. Class. exactly. So you think like, like <laughs> these tropical places. Well, yeah, 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 like, sorry, because Peter
0: Andre was from the UK, wasn't he?
1: I feel like he was yeah probably. i feel like because i remember yeah. i
0: met some girls who and they were you know i'm pretty sure he was and i and i think it's funny it's interesting all those clips always revolved around him being in these places yeah. that you wanted to be yeah. which were the uk yeah yeah I like think the Carri- like Caribbean exactly, or something yeah, yeah like that kind of like exotic thing which mm. England doesn't really like that it's got
1: its own charm it's beautiful in its own way but it hasn't got that like tropical, like, white sand, I mean, all, like a lot of the beaches are just pebbly. Yeah, gray.
0: a friend sent me a photo that was like, that's what I noticed, it was quite pebbly and then where there was sand, it was just packed out. Yeah, yeah, yeah so
1: yeah. it's not really the same. And you don't get yeah. this, like, all this space and these, like, rainforests. So I think, um, yeah, for me, it's just this massive appreciation of where i am now mm. um that didn't answer
0: your question at all but <laughs> no so this is totally relaxed this is kind of like i, I just go get talking to people yeah. and it goes where it goes man but well we can go back to um, what what essentially i yeah. guess you're you're in the uk yeah. you've lost sort of connection to stuff that you really like from youth. Yeah. you decided to travel yeah mm. and then
1: i i just i didn't know where to travel or what to do and i think i just read the beach mm. that book and i was like right i'm just gonna go to thailand yeah i'm gonna to go to kosan road and i'm yeah. just gonna stand there until something happens and see what happens yeah, going so to, be, going to be something here. Yeah. wow how well um, how did that go good, good. <laughs> um like i just booked a long way flight to um to bangkok yeah and mm-hmm. i literally did that like i didn't book anything and i never really traveled on my own before like that mm-hmm. um it was like it was pretty scary um but it was the best thing i ever did but I, I remember the first few days like I really had just an awful time because That's I was like, right. what am I doing? Like, I was just, like, wandering <laughs> well, around. Like, like left all my us.
0: safety
1: nets. Yeah, just, like, yeah. me and my backpack and I was really shy. People so had really Yeah, well, I found it really difficult to talk to people, which wasn't, like, ideal when you're travelling by yourself. Yeah. It was really hard for me to, like, introduce myself to people or, like, go up to people and, like, think, right, today I'm just going to speak to one person or, like, I'm just going to try and find someone to... Have a conversation with, or you know, and so I'd go to like these places, like a bar or whatever, mm-hmm. and I'd see like groups of backpackers. But for ages, like I just couldn't get the courage to be like, "Hey, can I sit with you?" <laughs> Hang <laughs> out, um And then of course, like I did eventually, and then after that, it just became natural. And yeah, I had a lot of really good adventures in Southeast Asia. I traveled for about six months, all the way around, like Thailand, Laos, Cambodia, Vietnam. Malaysia, um, and it was great, like, I've, I met some, like, like really incredible people that, you know, I'm still in touch with today, like, really core groups of people, and at one stage, I was travelling with, like, I'd gone from travelling by myself to then travelling with, like, eight girls, cool. and we'd all met each other along the way, and we were just, like, every single day together for, like, a month, like, That's
0: sisters.
1: Cool. Yeah. Um. cool. Yeah, so it was really, really cool, and it was just such a good thing for me to do, because I'd been so, like... Lost and felt like I kind of lost a lot of myself. So, when, of where did
0: you really like in Southeast Asia?
1: I loved um, Laos. Mm, yeah, I had, I, had
0: a, I had a friend and he, I think oh, it was a few years back, and he, he said the same. He said it sort of hadn't, you know, become the place yet. Yeah. But probably then it was how, it was how ten many years ago? Nine years ago. Yeah, so he was about five years ago, and he, yeah. he said it still kind of hasn't yeah. become the place. But yeah. then you, you could go to the kind of place. It will. Everything. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, when I was there it was like, and you know, I, after like a little bit on the sort of backpacker trail, I kind of had enough of that and I wanted to get off the beaten track a bit. Mm. Um, so I just kind of like went completely like off. And I didn't, at that time, um, I didn't have any access to internet, like apart from at internet cafes. I mm. didn't have a smartphone, I didn't have anything. Mm. Which to me now I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe I did that. Because now, like, even traveling around here, I'm like you got addicted time. to like Google Maps, yeah. and like I'm terrible at directions. But I remember I, mean, I
0: went to Mexico 10, 12, 13 years ago, yeah. and I remember just I was I was in Mexico for six months, and I was just going to the internet cafe once a week yeah. and sitting down for fifteen minutes yeah, that's and just what saying do. I'm not there. Yeah. yeah. And and I look back and That's I'm kind of guys. like yeah I kind of look back at it's something that I yeah it's interesting eh it's 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 but it it's just become so normal that it's. Yeah. You know, I even think I, can't, I don't. I'm, do internet cafes exist anymore? <laughs>
1: oh no! Yeah, I know. It's I feel really like okay. that's like
0: the DVD. It, like, Everyone's just like, why CDs, now. CDs, yeah. and DVDs are dead, and internet yeah. cafes and, yeah. and movie stores have to be dead. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah weird.
0: um,
1: it is weird, but yeah, I. It was really yeah. The whole thing was just fun and exciting and like got myself into lots of like crazy situations but always managed to get out of it and mm. it really taught me a lot that whole thing about just resilience and trust mm. like wherever whatever situation I got myself into like stranded in nowhere I couldn't speak the language no money no nothing but you always come out like there's always mm, yeah for sure You're so sort of I think just traveling out. like that like just teaches you so much about mm-hmm. not being scared of things and trusting Um, And then, yeah, I decided to, because I I had no plan, which was really cool. Um, And I had a bit of money that I got from this house sale when I sold the house. Um, So I was pretty, I was really free. Like, Mm -hmm. I could just do what I wanted. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like, that money wasn't going to last forever. So it started running out, and I was like, "Mm okay, I I might just go to Australia for a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I spent about a year in the end in Asia, and then went to, decided to fly to Australia and, and um, do like the working holiday visa thing, because <laughs> I was um, still in my twenties, so could do that entire year working visa, and then flew to Australia. When I first got to Australia, I was, I travelled, well I came into Cairns to start off with, and was travelling round, like down the east coast, and I really didn't like it, like I was not into it at all. So what my is, is that like? Um, so Cairns and then down, so you've got like that kind of
0: Queensland oh, yeah. strip. Yeah, Queensland, Sunshine yeah. Coast, surfers, yeah. all that sort of stuff. Yeah, down to basically, um, yeah, to Byron, and then that's
1: where I kind of. It
0: probably it's interesting because I agree. I reckon it. I mean, obviously Byron's changed heaps, mm. but I'd say there's definitely like a change. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then yeah. it's sort of like it, it kinda of goes down towards I reckon around like what's what's it? Yellow and what Yeah, yamba. Yeah, yamba, um, even further like maybe not crescent but above crescent.
1: Yeah, like South West Rocks. Yeah, and then
0: once you sort of get past Crescent it kinda of changes again. Yeah. And it kinda of, then then it kinda of gets like Newcastle Central yeah, Coasty. Yeah. yeah. It goes all kind of different. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I didn't. I really didn't like it at first, and I was just like, it was, everything was so expensive. You know, you go in Southeast Asia, you can get a hostel for like two dollars. Yeah. And then you come to Australia, it's like thirty dollars a night. I'm like, oh my yeah. god! Like, how does anyone even travel around here? So anyway, but um, I ended up yeah. So I got to Byron. Um, I think I ended up flying some of the way. I don't think I did the whole thing because I don't know. I, think I wanted to get down there for some reason, but mm-hmm. um. Yeah, when I got to Byron I just kinda of fell in love with everything there mm. and I loved the natural beauty around there and all that rainforest
0: and like that warning
1: and climbing that and mm. yeah. So I stayed there for about two years mm. in the end. <laughs> so I got stuck there. Um which was a good stuck. But that's where I first discovered yoga. Mm. Um it's Byron, like, I mean, like everybody does yoga. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I
0: think that'd be a better place to switch like. Queensland and all that's quite different. I mean, I lived on the the Gold Coast for a little bit, and it's it's like super surfer, but also also a little bit trashy, yeah. a little bit like you know, pop like culture. Yeah, that.
1: Yeah, yeah, Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So it does, and then yeah, I mean, once you get into Byron, it's like, you can see it'd be a nicer place to.
1: Yeah, and I think light like, baron itself has changed a lot. Again, this was like nine years ago. I mean, even when I was there, it was still super commercial, really busy. It's like,
0: still... backpackers everywhere. It's still... It's interesting. I went there for the first time two years ago. So I knew it wasn't for I was like, all right, you know, the the, the ship sailed. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I could see there was cotton no one in the main street and there was... But it still was kind of cool. Yeah. Like, I was like, people seemed really happy. There were people yeah. busking. No one was yeah. like... So, and it was like I didn't go at too busy a time I think I went in April I could yeah. see like in the holidays or something could would be pretty mad
1: yeah but yeah, it was really special though yeah. like once yeah when I was living there you yeah. so know then you kind of settle for a while and coming from living out of a backpack for a year and then you know having like getting a place with some friends and all the rest of it and feeling like you're putting down roots a little bit and I was working at like a sushi place and a falafel place and just doing like hospitality things and just partying really like mm, a lot yeah oh, it looks, like, <laughs> is, it's, it looks yeah, like a cool place it was good and it was fun and you know all yeah, of my cool friends at the party. time just met all these people and you know everyone went to hospitality so like you work a weekend and then like they'd have like the sunday night monday like hospitality parties and yeah. just go for like two days three day vendors and, yeah. and <laughs> <laughs> just it was yeah it was really good fun um and lots of like lots of, like lots of really cool like beach raids happening all the time and like all these parties in the jungle and stuff so yeah it was really fun it probably wasn't the best for my health yeah um yeah and i was probably quite imbalanced at that stage but then one of my friends suggested oh do you want to go to this yoga class with me um she's like oh you know we're so unhealthy and we'd always talk about like oh yeah like we're so unfit we need to stop drinking <laughs> we just to like start exercising and like looking after ourselves again and yeah. things like that but um so it was more like just for that physical thing she wanted to go and feel better about herself um so i went with her but i was kind of thinking in my head like it's gonna be so boring yeah like i wasn't really god. Really
0: really
1: yeah i was just like oh as long as we can go to the pub afterwards like come down Yeah. <laughs> Um, but then yeah, I went to the class and I remember it being so hard. Really, it was cool. so hard. Like especially, just, I guess you haven't been doing, you haven't been stretching I didn't really have been doing anything. or doing anything. anything. I was naturally quite flexible, so like, but even that, I was still like really tight in my body, um, and I just felt so weak. Like yeah. I felt that I'd just been partying for like two years straight, pretty much when I was traveling, and um, yeah, i hadn't really been a to myself, so. It was a real struggle, it just—it was so difficult. I don't, get, I don't even know, it was kind of like some kind of vinyasari type thing. Mm. And a really lovely teacher who was Brazilian um, and was kind of learning English and learning to teach at the same time. And mm. she was really great, actually. Um, but I was like, wow, this is so hard. And I didn't expect it to be physically yeah, yeah. hard. Um, and then that first class, I remember like she instructed headstand, and then a couple of people in the room were, like me up into a headstand. Hello, and I whoa, was like, whoa, what's oh, going on? God, like, how could you ever do that? How, like, wow. Um, but yeah, I loved it, even though I felt so uncoordinated and I was like so awkward and just felt like this elephant like walking around and like yeah, it was just hard. But I, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and I just remember lying there at the end now, i was like what gets to lie down after this class so good and i could feel you know for the first time in a long time like all of the energy through my body and the mindfulness stuff and like just being told to to concentrate on my breath wow this is amazing um and then i was hooked and i don't think my friend never went back but i (laughs) started going like really religiously yeah I think I've always been a bit like that. When I like something, yeah, I just it. go hardcore. Do it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, just started practicing really regularly, and then I ended up traveling more after that. And traveled, went, moved to Canada for a bit um, with an ex-boyfriend who had met in Australia. Um, so we were living together for about four years. Um, traveled around the states and did a whole bunch more travel, which was awesome. But. Then I had this practice that I was kind of like doing really regularly mm. wherever we were. I was always I, and I didn't mm. know really anything at that yeah, stage. The stuff you but I was up. just like and mm. it was again we didn't have the internet or anything like that. So I couldn't even like YouTube yoga, but I was just kind of, yeah, making it up and just doing whatever I thought was kind of near to what the poses were like yeah. and yeah. I just really liked it and it just became kind of like this glue in my life that sort of held things together. It still was very kind of up and down time and really really fun but yeah a lot of challenges and living in this van and like freezing in like know, Canadian winter. Yeah
0: proper winters. Yeah and mm-hmm. the band
1: didn't have any kind of heating like
0: yeah, Australia, I think I think van life in Australia is a piece of piss. Uh, really. Yeah, if van one the windows didn't even close. Well, we'd go to sleep at
1: night and then all the icicles would form over our head, so and yeah. we'd only know it was time to wake up when they started melting and was <laughs> dripping <laughs> that was, Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Um, so yeah, it got me through that, uh, and then moved to. Toronto, well ran out of money in Toronto, so we travelled around the states, got to Toronto and like had no money So like I was going to stay here and work for a bit hmm. um, And I found this hot yoga studio, hmm. which and they were really really good. It wasn't Bikram, but it was a heated studio Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was minus 30 outside So, so well, I was yeah, like, I'm in there I'm just gonna move into this studio pretty much and I think hmm. I did come yoga for them, so just cleaning the studio, and I would literally do like three classes a day every day. <laughs> I just was like, not so be, not obsessed with it. Yeah, yeah, but then it's just, I just, you know, you do something more and more and more, you can see yourself improving in all these different ways, and it becomes like this real... You get motivated. Like, uh, yeah, You're not motivated. obsession, but yeah, I was just so into it. Um, so then, and they were, and I was doing it for a few months, probably six months living there. Mm-hmm. And the teachers were like, oh, have you ever considered teaching? Mm-hmm. Um, and it really just sowed the seed within me. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first thing I thought was, like, I could never do that. Yeah. Which yeah, I yeah. think is just common. But then I started thinking about it more and more and decided it was something that I'd really like to do. Mm-hmm. So the first thing, well, as soon as we got back to Australia, ended up moving back to Sydney. Or I'd never lived in Sydney before, but mm-hmm. my ex- Sydney. Um, so I went there and then just found literally the first teacher training course mm-hmm. that I could, which was with Matt. Yeah, And uh, it was starting in two weeks. And, and he was bad. like, oh, you should probably wait till the next one because, you know, you don't really know me and come do some classes. Well, I went, no. Um, <laughs> I'm right. Right. I want to get it done. and I'll do just, this. <laughs> yeah, I was adamant. So that was it really. Mm-hmm. So that's what got me into the practice. And then after, it was in my teacher training that I really learned, about the philosophy because I didn't know anything about the aliens of yoga before that I thought yeah you, just might have,
0: you might you might have someone speak a little in class but in a mm. class structure there's not a huge amount of time you know,
1: yeah it, yeah know. no I didn't really consider kind of the greater meaning of it all but yeah doing my teacher training and then learning all the philosophy and everything that was being offered I just kind of soaked it all up Mm. and it really brought back that magic and that mysticism for me just how all the language is so beautiful and colourful and talk about the chakras and then talk about like the colour and it's all just like so magical I was like this is great like this is cool this is like discovering magic again because I'd always thought that you know like the real world or whatever it's just like so boring (laughs) it's not of course that's how you see it but I always wanted magic to exist So the practice for me was this affirmation of magic does exist. You can access it at any time. Um, And I loved how it was based on the observances of nature. Mm. Because that's just always made a lot of sense to me, like that connection with nature and the yin and the yang and the sun and the moon and like how everything's these opposites. Um, And then beyond that, you know, that non-duality stuff, I was just So it was just fascinating to me Um, and then I did a yin teacher training pretty soon after that. Mm -hmm. Um, After doing my 200 hours I basically just annoyed everyone around me to teach them, to like hire me. I'd just go around like every single gym, every single studio, like I was so determined. (laughs) Just like give me a job, give me a job, give me a job, (laughs) let me teach you, let me teach you, like just to every single person that I could. Um, and it worked, you know. I just started teaching a lot, and mm-hmm. I think that's if you really want to teach and find your authentic voice as a teacher, I think you just got to do that. You just oh, got to get in sure. there like, a change, lot. World's a world's lot. World's so
0: world's
1: world's I was doing that, you know. I mean, I've been teaching consistently a lot of work, you know, probably like twenty classes a week, pretty much consistently, apart from when I had that break when I studied. Since then, so for about five years, mm. and I still like love it as much as I did back then. It's just, yeah, it's just mm. such an amazing thing to be able to do. Um, but I did a year in teacher training after my two hundred hours with Sarah Powers, mm. and that's what really got me into meditation and yeah. then Tibetan Buddhism. Yeah, that's right. Mm. I mean, was we thinking
0: about that because you you we were talking just before about that side of it, and yeah. then I remember. Yeah, like reading some of her stuff, and then when I did the yin thing with you, it was, you can see obviously that's something she's she's quite in, you know, yeah. like a strong thing as well. So mm-hmm. if you were under her, she would have obviously put that in quite strongly yeah. as well. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Just talking about mindfulness in this very clear way, mm. um, learning the Vipassana method of meditation, um, for me it just made a lot of sense, and I like the fact that, it wasn't necessarily drawing on something externally to meditate on the, yeah. the way in was through what was already happening all the time Yeah. so your breath and the observation of sensation um, it was just like very real to me uh, and I think like all kinds of meditation are so valid and it's just such a personal thing like whatever resonates with anyone they should definitely go and do that um, but for me this kind of really simple clear style of a person seemed to really work um, so then I started my own meditation practice and I went on one of the 10-day Vipassana retreats um, and just got into that whole other side of the kind of mind training side of it yeah. and started reading about Buddhism and discovering like the key concepts. And, and I really liked it and I was drawn to the story of the Buddha and this idea of, impermanent nature of everything Mm -hmm. um because obviously that's so obvious it's such a truth but we spend so much time usually pretending that it's not true Mm -hmm. pretending that things are permanent or you know tricking ourselves or thinking that they should be thinking that things should stay the same Mm -hmm. but i just really like that fundamental teaching of everything that has a beginning has an end and The freedom comes in like making our peace with that Mm -hmm. and that kind of got me on to reading about um, the buddhist view of contemplation of death um, and how that practice can really help us live in the present moment and live fully now Um, and i really loved that because it was just different to kind of all the things i would heard and I don't know like sometimes in the yoga world it can be a bit one-sided mm. like all like that love and light and happiness and um, not acknowledging that kind of other side so I think that's what really drew me to buddhism was just it's so real mm. um, and that acknowledgement that life has suffering here are the tools that we can use to move past that mm. and just acknowledging that you know pain and suffering and discomfort exist and they actually have their place as a learning tool that's what really drew me to it
0: mm. 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 and then probably just to, to finish obviously you you're in sydney you're teaching and then now you don't live in sydney yeah so yeah just quickly like i get what 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 brought that about for you Obviously, you know um, some people know what Sydney is, some people know it's obviously a yeah. big city.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so um I always knew that I wanted to live in strong connection with nature. Mm. Um, you know, and even now live here in the suburbs kind of. I mean it's beautiful around here, it's very, mm. very quiet but you know, I'd like my dream is to have a place that's really... Oh, like, guess, like, you know, nature is Florence. encroaching everywhere. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So that's the next thing. But, yeah, um, yeah I mean, living in Sydney, I really had everything that I ever wanted. You know, I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to be able to make a living teaching yoga, which I mm. honestly thought, like, I'd never be able to do that. Mm. And then I did it, and I was like, wow, like this is, like, literally my dream come true. Mm. And doing it well and doing it successfully and thriving at it so it was kind of a weird decision in a way for me to quit everything because it wasn't like I was quitting jobs I hated or anything like that I had all of these teaching jobs and I loved every single one of them and and it was good and it was like making good money teaching corporate yoga in the city but yeah there was just part of me that was like no this isn't this isn't it and I was almost getting like too comfortable in a way, but then on the other side of it, there were so many things about the city that I just really didn't like. It was so like busy and smelly, and mm. roads and traffic, and um, you know, going into the city most days and teaching corporate yoga and like, going on the train, just being surrounded by that whole energy of like wanting, needing, um, consumption. Yeah, consumption really
0: look as something with something telling you to. Get something that you yeah. will make something better. And you're know. like, whoa, it's whoa, crazy, yeah. All the advertising whoa. everywhere. It was just and, and always like on in your face. train, and you get off the train. It's on scene the and then yeah. some. You know, then it's on your phone, and then it's on the side of the yeah. car. the food, and then all the like health products, and all this and that. It was always
1: just like me, me, me. Um. So yeah, I just didn't want to be around that many people, and um. You know, I love the ocean and I was living in Marrickville, which I mean, nowhere is in Sydney, far away from the ocean really, but mm. it was still like, to get to the beach, mm. it's so like hard. a nightmare. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like you're closer to go to Wollongong where I was. Yeah. Really? It's probably like <laughs> yeah, an hour. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. And I get so claustrophobic sometimes, you know, mm. just like how, so I just was like, right, that's it. Um, so I'm going to quit everything. And I was like, am I really going to do this? Like, what am I going to do? And I was managing the studio as well, dancing warrior yoga, and mm-hmm. I've been doing that for four years. I had a really close relationship with Matt, and was up, you know, rooting all of that and saying goodbye to my friends, but I just had this calling, and I was like, I'm just going to do it. I went to India, um, like, at the start of last year, and that's kind of really prompted me to then mm-hmm. just come back and do it. Yeah. yeah, so I just started looking for vans on Gumtree. Um, simultaneously, like, you know, telling everyone that I was leaving, mm. giving my two weeks notice or whatever yeah. it was. Um, and everything just kind of fell into place. Like, I got this van because my thing was I wanted to travel and just be free again and not yeah. be tied down by paying rent. Mm. Which is pretty r- ironic because now I pay, like, three lots of rent. <laughs> 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 so I don't really know what happened. But, um, yeah, I was like, wanted a kind of no commitment, like free mm. life, mm. and yeah, everything just fell into place. I got the van, um, didn't really have to do much to it at all. Mm. Um, you know, some people go really like make this beautiful home, but yeah, like for me, I was just like, I just want it really simple and kind a of bed just get it. I was, I was like, let's just go to bed and it's fine. I was like, oh, look at your van. And I'm like you can but it's like you'll probably just be like oh it's really nice because <laughs> they're expecting some beautiful setup and it's just like a
0: bit. <laughs> and it's an instagram band yeah yeah and an um instagram
1: and i'd just be like lazy to cook so i just eat like carrots the whole hmm. time and peanut butter but yeah and i travelled down south and then a friend of mine said her parents are going away for two months so i want to spend some time at their house and it was down here in bakedness bay mm i'd never even been here before i really heard of it so yeah just took them up on that and um just loved it down here and just had a really relaxed time like i was teaching in a class down at studios down here um but generally not doing much and it was the best thing ever mm. every day just going out really early watching the sunrise mm, walking, writing yeah. yeah um yeah and then i went to peru last year and then when I got back from Peru, um this studio like came up for sale, mm-hmm. Soul Tribe. And then pretty simultaneously another studio in the bay came up for sale. Um so I just decided to buy them both so I could mm-hmm. kind of settle here. Mm-hmm. And cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh very cool. Very cool. So yeah, yeah. thank you.
0: Thanks no, no, chat. no, no. I'm just thinking I I always like this to go for longer, but sadly yeah. due to my technology yeah. I've worked out that 36 minutes is when my phone decides to tap out from yeah. from holding holding recording. But no no, that's awesome. I think this yeah, you know, just the the actual sort of for a lot of people, I think there's a lot of people who have been in situations that you're in who probably haven't left or changed or decided to do anything mm. and they've probably got a lot of fear about mm. what would happen if I did and that's why your story is really nice because it's kinda of like oh
1: yeah, I think Anything that, could happen. yeah, when you let go of everything, Anything could happen. everything yeah. comes to you, it's yeah. like, as soon as I got rid of everything, as soon as I quit all my jobs, as soon as yeah. I was just like, that's it, the, I got this house given to me for three months, people get, giving me clothes, giving me this, giving me that, like, the moment that you yeah. let go of your fear and attachment to things, the universe just mm. provides, like, I really believe that, so, yeah. yeah, anyone who's thinking the same should just do it, just seriously, just just go for it. Just,
0: start, yeah. Yeah, just go, don't yeah.
1: Don't even think about it. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well <laughs> thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Thank you for watching. Bye. <laughs>